0: Hello from the Financial Times in London. I'm Katie Martin and this is News in Focus where we offer our insights into the stories that matter. Italy has a new political alliance bringing together two parties that were once sworn enemies, the Five Star Movement and the Democratic Party. To discuss how this came about, I'm joined by Ben Hall, our Europe editor, and by Miles Johnson in Rome. First, let's hear a clip from the man charged with forming the new government. Salo governo per il bene dei cittadini per modernizzare il paese per rendere la nostra nazione ancora più competitiva nel contesto internazionale ma anche più giusta più solidale più inclusiva That was Giuseppe Conte promising to form a coalition that will be inclusive for the people and will help Italy become more competitive on the international stage Miles, can you first explain the backdrop to this political upheaval? Mr Conte was already the Prime Minister, at the head of a coalition between the Five Star and Matteo Salvini's League. What happened here?
1: Well, I think for anyone who's not been following Italian politics rather closely, it might seem rather confusing because you've be we had the collapse of a government led by Mr Conte and now Mr Conte returning to lead a new government with many of the same players still in place, but without, most importantly, the League representation, which was obviously from Mr. Salvini. So basically, really what happened is that Salvini was extremely emboldened by his huge success in European parliamentary elections earlier this year. The League was the largest party in those. And unexpectedly, In August, when everyone in Italy was on holiday and lots of people in sort of Brussels and financial markets were all on holiday, he decided to bring down the government, calling a vote of no confidence in Mr. Conte. But this gamble backfired in the sense of basically two sworn enemies, or at least previously sworn enemies, his five star coalition partner and the center left Democratic Party, decided that they would rather get together and form a new coalition with Mr. Conte at its head than let Salvini trigger snap elections, which would likely see him. Take a sort of dominant role in Italian politics.
0: I mean, this sounds like a huge miscalculation by Mr. Salvini. How has he reacted to the failure of his plan to win power through this snap election?
1: Mr. Salvini has really reacted how you'd expect him to do by saying that this is an absolute outrage that Italians are not being allowed to express their democratic will through fresh elections. He's lambasted the five star for selling out. The five star is, you know, it was born out of an online protest movement against Italy's political caste, you know, specifically against the sort of establishment parties like the PD. And Luigi De Maio, the political head of the Five Star, spent hours and hours on social media ridiculing the PD and its leading figures. And now he's sort of getting into bed with them. And so Salvini has said, this is a disgusting, unnatural alliance between to hypocritical parties. He vows that he's going to return stronger than ever. But at this moment, it looks like his bluff has been called and he's on the outside.
0: Ben, even sitting in London, this seems like high political drama. What does it all mean for Italy's relations with the European Union? Is this something that Brussels will be breathing a sigh of relief over?
2: Oh, absolutely. EU policymakers will be delighted to see the back of Salvini, at least for the moment. They'll know that he will remain a very potent force in opposition and could make this new government's life a misery, so they'll be wary of that. But for the time being, he's out of power, and that's very good news from their point of view because it increases the chances that Rome will play ball on the budget rules, that this new government will be more pro-European and more inclined to be disciplined in the public finances and less inclined to pick fights with Brussels over that. And of course, less inclined to pick fights with Brussels and with NGOs over migration and refugee flows across the Mediterranean, which Salvini had used to great effect to whip up public anger without actually really wanting to try and solve any of the problems. So there will be a lot of relief in Brussels. And there's a sort of short-term benefit as well, which is that this new government will get to nominate a new European commissioner, Italian, which will probably be some sort of moderate pro-European establishment figure rather than a potential troublemaker that Mr Salvini could have installed if Mm. he'd still been in power.
0: And aside from relations with the EU, does this really change... Italy's likely policies, is it a real change of direction for the country?
2: Well, in some ways, yes, because you could say that the big kind of risk that was hanging over Italy and its place at the heart of Europe was this sense that some people in the league still favoured Italy exiting the euro. They've been toying with this idea of a sort of parallel currency that would have put the country on the route to euro exit. And that's what was worrying investors, ultimately. So in that sense, you know, you're clearing the air. But I think there must be pretty low expectations in Brussels and other European countries that this government is going to really get to grips with Italy's underlying problems and particularly its painfully low rate of growth and low potential rate of growth. It really badly needs some deep reforms and this government's probably not going to deliver them. So its longer-term fate still remains pretty precarious, I would say.
0: So what are investors likely to make of it all? You've mentioned what this might mean for the growth profile of the economy, but how are fund managers likely to respond
2: to it? Well, they clearly responded very positively, as you've seen over recent days, especially with loss spread, as the Italians call it. The borrowing differential over German bunds has fallen to fresh lows and the 10-year yield on Italian debt has also fallen quite sharply over recent weeks. So investors like it, and no doubt Italy will be seen as a less risky bet than it might have done. But I wonder actually whether Italian businesses will like it, which may be a different perspective They may not have liked the league's xenophobic excesses, but they liked the idea of tax cuts that Salvini was offering. And Five Star has not exactly been a friend of business. And obviously it's now in government with a centre-left or left-leaning party, the PD. So Italian business may not be cock-a-hoop.
0: Yeah. So, Miles, when they kind of roll their sleeves up and get on with the business of running the country, how hard or easy will it be for Mr Conte to hold this new alliance together?
1: It, on the face of it, will be complicated. These uh, parties have frequently clashed in the past. They have had very divergent views in terms of at least political presentation, but also just on the, you know, the policies that Ben has mentioned, sort of being hostile to establishment, hostile to business elites. There's been small but important symbolic issues, such as the Five Stars of huge opposition to the development of a high-speed rail network between the north of Italy and France, which effectively brought the last coalition down. Will the five-star budge on that? You know, they frequently said they want to revoke the toll road concession of the Benetton family after the disaster in Genoa in 2018. They probably won't be able to do that. But that said, what we are seeing really is the five-star is a complex and sort of multifaceted entity. It is a sort of free radical, almost, in European politics. It can radically change depending on the circumstances we've seen, it's very adaptable, almost to a certain extent pragmatic, where, yes, it will have to change its program in some ways being with the PD, but it would probably prefer, in fact, very likely prefer, to be able to get a little bit of its program done with the PD than be shut out by a centre-right coalition if Mr Salvini got his way to call snap elections. And so it's perfectly possible that we're going to see some bumps in the road ahead. But, you know, it's also just pure self-interest by both sides wanting to shut Salvini out at a time when his popularity was soaring, although somewhat diminished in the wake of what's happened. They just don't want to risk that eventuality and they'd rather just stick together despite the sort of obvious differences in their worldviews.
0: As you mentioned, Five Star is going to have to make a slightly different set of compromises now. Is this going to be palatable to the party membership? Are they going to swallow it?
1: Well, earlier this week, there was a lot of speculation about that because the Five Star put the agreement with the PD, the coalition agreement, to their membership on their online web portal, their sort of so-called direct democracy web portal, called the Rousseau platform. And almost 80% of those who voted, this is around 115,000 Five Star activists, About 70,000 voted and 80% voted in favor. And so that was somewhat of a surprise. So it seems that the sort of first day activists in the five star, some of them might be quite upset because of what the PD represents in terms of being a pillar of the Italian political establishment. But at the same time, they seem to be actually quite liking this deal and they're willing to give it a go. The five-star remains without new elections. You know, you keep with the parliament that we had from the elections in 2018, and the five-star were the biggest so The five-star still is in the sort of dominant position in Italian politics at this point.
0: Now, everyone knows making predictions about Italian politics is a really stupid thing to do. Nonetheless, I'm going to ask you, how long do you think this can last?
1: I think it's definitely going to last until after this budget. So, you know, in the autumn is Italian budget season has effectively always been impossible to really hold elections over that period. It's sort of been a sacrosanct period in Italian politics. I don't think there's been elections held over that period since nineteen nineteen, as far as I understand, because it's seen as such an important period. And the president, Sergio Mattarella, has made it very clear to these parties that they need to get this budget over the line. It's a challenging budget. As Ben said, the Italian economy is flatlining. The debt to GDP is still extremely high. There is the possibility of making painful structural reforms, but it feels to me like they're going to get it over the line. What happens after that, who knows? You know, we might start to see divergent political interests. It also really depends on the polls. Will the PD stage a sort of recovery? They've been polling in the low 20s. Let's say we see a reversal of fortunes where the Lagos start to slip. With Salvinian opposition and the PD make a kind of recovery, they might suddenly decide, ooh, actually we want new elections. You know, we actually want to rebalance the scales with our agreement with the five stars. So it all remains to be seen after the budget. But I think until the budget, so basically till the end of this year, we're likely to see everything stay as it is
0: well thanks for that thanks ben and miles and thanks everyone for listening don't forget if you missed our episodes on africa's internet giant naspers london's love affair with the piano or what airlines are doing to improve their record on pollution you can find them all on the usual podcast platforms